And in that moment, I realized, oh my God, my whole life, my whole life is just been, it's been based and on a validated by a label, daughter, sister, CEO, managing director, the good mm. student, bad student, this, that, and the other. And so I found myself in this, just this split second where my whole life was like a PowerPoint presentation, really fast. You know how people talk about near-death experience? I was having that on the hospital bed. It was like, oh my God. But there was one thing that I realized and recognized in that moment. This was my turning point. I'm sharing this story because it was a turning point, is that I was forced to come face to face with the truth. Welcome to another episode of the Ageless Conversations podcast. I'm Tamika from TamikaMcTeer.com. If you are new to the podcast, here's what you need to know. We are a community that believes that there is no age that defines the life of every woman. So every week you'll hear a conversation that I know will inspire you to change your mindset, gain confidence, and live a lifestyle thriving, not determined by age. Joining us today on the podcast, we have Mary Henderson. Mary is an international recognized personal branding and online specialist. With over 20 years of experience building seven and eight figure business and building high performance sales teams in the IT sector and 15 years of delivering online solutions for large and small businesses, she's been featured in many publications as regarded as a thought leader in the digital sector. Mary helps industry experts systemize, digitalize, and commercialize their knowledge, wisdom, and skills into a scalable and profitable online business and a brand so they become an authority in their niche or industry. Her heart is centered around compassion and tenacious entrepreneurs who thrive on human transformation and witnessing people fulfill their dreams. Mary, welcome to the Ageless Conversations podcast. Hi, Tamika. It's great to be here. It is great to have you here. And so for our listeners, before we, before I actually hit record on this conversation, Mary and I just shared a quick exchange. And it's funny because she reminded me that we are having this conversation on opposite sides of the world. Mary, tell the listeners where you are tuning in today from. I'm tuning in from Melbourne in Australia, hence the different accent. But there's the, but as we said before, Tamika, I'm one day ahead of you. So I'm the future you. That's so funny. And before we dive into this conversation, Mary, I just have to ask you, how did you even find out about me? For those of you all that are listening, people reach out to me quite often and just tell me how the podcast, I share a lot of the reviews here with you all. But Mary is someone very special. She reached out to me and she sent me, oh my gosh, an extensive email, an extensive, <laughs> we, we had more than one exchange. And at first I was like, is this real? <laughs> I love it. Oh, is it a bot? But Tamika, I think it's very important. We've actually lost the touch of communicating and, and you're right. Like I have got quite a few people that have said the same thing to me. It's, is this for real? But I'm like, do you understand the importance of communicating with humans. And that's why I sent you a personal message because I was like, no, I actually really want to connect with her. I like her. And and how I found you is actually I'm always doing research on different podcasts for my clients or for myself. And and I found you, I think, on Listen Notes. Is it Listen Notes or Listen? And, People and do I leave was, comments there as well. Yes, I went out yes, there and saw some. Yes, and I was on Listen Notes and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. And then I tuned in and I was like, oh, she's my sort of lady. I want to know this woman. <laughs> yes. And so now that totally makes sense because every time I would get a message from you, it's yeah. I woke up in the morning and I checked my messages 
And that's why I wonder, is this real? Because I would always see the messages come through at three or four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, who is this? (laughs) So now it makes sense. I'm a day ahead of you. It all makes sense now, Mary. So thank you for sharing that background. Thank you for being bold enough to reach out to me. Again, I told you before I started recording that I was very excited for this conversation and just to connect with you. Thank you for, again, your boldness just to send me messages. I love it. Thank you for accepting my presence and and for us to have this amazing conversation. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Sure. So I love for you to just kick it off, Mary. I love for you to just kick it off by sharing something with the audience that they didn't learn about you from me sharing your bio. What's a fun fact? I okay here's a fun fact that my voice is professionally trained from the age of five okay so I have a I'm not I don't have a soprano voice but I've had voice coaching from the age of five right up until my 20s of course I never pursued a career in singing I do use my voice every single day even just being on this podcast I mean of course I'm a coach so naturally my voice is my primary asset and the thing is to make it I want to say I wanted to share that because for one specific reason and that is that for people they go through life and in my situation I might I had voice coaching from a very young age right up until my 20s and my dream was genuinely to be a singer performing artist like fame that remember that show fame yeah. that was my the dream, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the leggings. Oh, my God. It was right up my alley. But that was like, for me as a kid, that was my vision. That's mm-hmm. all I ever wanted. And so I didn't pursue that as my vocation. But what I realized, actually in my late 30s, that my gift is not singing. That's my talent. My gift is my voice. So I, God gave me that. Now I have to figure out how do I channel that gift and use it somewhere else. And this is very important because, because I use my voice and I maximize it every single day in everything that I do because that is my natural state of being. So we don't lose the gift. We just have to channel it in a different way. And it still brings immense joy and happiness. It's just that it wasn't for singing, it's for coaching. So anyway, I don't know how I got that wrong, but anyway. <laughs> no, I love that. I love the perspective that you share behind that. When you think about your voice and you use it now for coaching, how were you previously using it in a way that you didn't feel it was as effective as it is today? I think that I never I never saw my voice as a gift. I just saw it as something that I did. It was just very in my younger years. But when I recognized that it was a gift and not only recognized that it was a gift, I had to recognize that when I use it, that is my natural state of being. In other words, that's when I feel the most empowered. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to understand this notion around what does my natural state of being actually look like? Well, it is made up of your gifts, your talents, your skills, your values. All of these things are packaged into what it looks like for me to be in my natural state of being so I can show up empowered every day, not helpless every day. Yeah. What is it that you saw change in your life or what kind of mindset shift did you have to make for you to embrace this voice and walk fully in it? 
I always talk about with my clients this notion around the hero's journey. And I'm very passionate about that idea of the hero's journey because we hear it, we read it, we understand it. But realistically, every human being goes through a hero's journey in some capacity. And mine has been a real take on what and on how Joseph Campbell actually describes the hero's journey from the calling to coming back and sharing the story because it's been years and years of unfolding my journey and coming back now to actually tell the story, to share the wisdom, etc. And so what I feel is that we that that we have to almost go through a crisis in some capacity. It's a major self-realization that actually shifts the orientation of your life. And it doesn't have to be like dramatic. It just has to be that moment where you have massive self-awareness and you're never going to be the same ever again from that day onwards. And for me, that moment was three hours I gave birth to my second son. Literally, three hours after I gave birth to him, I was running a software company. I had my own software company for seven years. It was a uphill battle every day to make up. I was really stressed, like massively stressed. Not only was I stressed, but I didn't enjoy a lot of aspects of that business. And then there I was three hours after my giving birth to my second son, and I had this amazing, a major epiphany just because I reached out to get a lip balm, my business card fell out. I held that business card and I saw my title on that business card. And in that moment, I realized, oh my God, my whole life, my whole life is just been, has been based and on a validated by a label daughter, sister, CEO, managing director, the good Mm. student, bad student, this, that, and the other. And so I found myself in this, just this split second where my whole life was like a PowerPoint presentation, really fast. You know how people talk about near-death experience? I was having that on the hospital bed. It was like, oh my God. But there was one thing that I realized and recognized in that moment. This was my turning point. I'm sharing this story because it was the turning point, is that I was forced to come face-to-face with the truth. What was the truth? The truth was that I never finished my university degree. My parents wanted me to be a doctor, a lawyer, all this stuff to suit them. That was not me. So I went and did psychology. I never finished it. I couldn't stand it. I started this business. Everything was going great, but I was working myself to the ground to prove to my parents that, oh, you know, I don't need a degree to be successful, oh, yeah. right? So for me, that moment was that I heard this voice very clear where it came from. I don't know, but it said, you've got to stop looking for validation from your parents. What was I looking for? I was looking for my mother to tap me on the shoulder to say, hey, Mary, we're so proud of you, even though you didn't finish your degree. Could wow. you that? And you know what? I resigned from my own, own company. company. Yeah. And I built from ground up seven-figure turnover year on year. I resigned from my own company two weeks after that. And that was, and then January 2012, I took a 12 month sabbatical. I was mentored by some of the most unbelievable mentors, academics, professors in philosophy, you name it, I did it. And it was the beginning of my hero's journey. And in that journey, that's when I recognized oh my God, I've got this natural state of being that is magnificent and I'm going to take that and I'm going to do something with it. 
Oh my gosh. So good. So good. It's funny how just listening to you, basically your awareness really came from releasing yourself from that need to be validated. And as you stated, it was the validation that you were looking for from your parents, but specifically your mother tapping you on the shoulder and saying, even though you didn't go to college. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You're spot on. And that was huge because that was a real confronting moment mm-hmm. where God said, it's the truth, the whole truth or nothing but the truth. And I was like, I'm going there. I'm going to go there. It's uncomfortable. It's just, it was the most, I had to learn Tamika through that 12 month sabbatical, how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Talk to us about that. What did that look like? That 12 month sabbatical, you gave up the company. I'm sure that was filled with all types of feelings, a lot of fears. Yes. When you think about that company that you let go, did is it something that you just shut down? Did you have employees working for you? What did that look like? I had a whole infrastructure. It was a full on corporation. Like I had people, staff, payrolls. It was just full on suppliers, clients, big projects we were working on. And I sat with my accountant and I said, I just have to resign. He's like, my accountant saying to me, are you serious? You can't just walk out of your own company. I'm going to do that. So we need to find a plan for an exit strategy, which was great. We did that. We found another company that we merged with, a design agency, and I was able to fully exit the business three months after that. I just, there was no way that I could have stayed to make it. It was just not possible. I think that just that you get to a point in your life where you just have to make those type of bold decisions because at that point it was about my well-being and my mental state and my spiritual state. I think that was something that I completely neglected. I'm a very deep person as it is, but I left that somewhere <laughs> And I was becoming an extremely, my whole life started to become and this linear, like almost like a program that was programming me to be this person that I didn't like. I would look at myself in the mirror in the morning and I'd be like, oh, this is just so not me. And I think that what happens is that I took, as I said before, the hero's journey, when you get comfortable being uncomfortable, what that means for me anyway, is that I had to get out of my comfort zone. And I think that's really hard for a lot of people to do. When you step out of your comfort zone, it means that you're going somewhere you've never been before. Okay, that's the reality. And some people find that really confronting. They can't do it. They just need to be in a in a system that basically feeds the, what I would call their mind virus, the ego. It's just this the constant perpetuating cycle of on the 15th, you get paid, on this, you get do, and it's just this constant robotic hamster wheel. Okay, yeah. when you get off, that means you're stepping into the comfort zone. You don't know what's going to hit you. I didn't know. I didn't know that I was going to have a 12-month. I thought having all these mentors was going to be the easiest ride of my life. Actually, it was the most confronting time of my life, and I could have stopped at any point, but I kept going, and they mentored me for three years to make it. It wasn't just 12 months. It wasn't Mm. self-help books. It was years of real intense What I wanted and what I was after was mind mastery. I really wanted to master my mind. I wanted to open my heart. I wanted to become the person that I wanted to be, that I knew I was. I didn't want to be what everyone else thought I was. I wanted to find what I was. So therefore, I had to go to that place of being uncomfortable. I had to figure that out and be really open to it. And then also, when you're in that zone of the unknown, you're also at the same time, you're birthing a dream. You're yeah. birthing 
a dream that you've never been before because it's audacious, it's big, it's bold. And you're working in the field of the unseen and the unknown. So there's a lot of trust there. And I don't know if you're a woman of faith, but you know, I definitely absolutely. Absolutely, me too. So I'm very much into my faith. I believe in God. There's that relationship, that trust, that belief system. And that's where I went. I went there and I, and it was the greatest gift I gave to myself because now let's look at this. You go into this discomfort zone. You've got to go to a completely different orientation, which is the unknown. You then have to have this trust in something much bigger than you. You're at the same time, you're birthing this dream and you're like, could this ever be possible? And then at the same time, at the same time, you're experiencing your whole reality falling apart. So everything looks like it's failing. Everything looks like it's just breaking down. Nothing's working out for you. But in actual fact, it's all divinely orchestrated for the old to break away. So that does not become your reality. Because when you can go through that hero's journey like that, it's almost like God saying, you are capable of this level of resilience. You're capable. Mm -hmm. And if you can go through this, you are going to have an amazing story to bring back and share with the world. I know you can do this, but it's going to be really hard and very uncomfortable, but I know you can do it. And I did do it. And I've come back and I'm like, okay, guys, let's, this was my clients. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to rock and roll. And, but at the same time, we have to experience that wisdom and believe in our inner self that I am much bigger than what I thought I was. Yeah. You said so much, Mary. One of the things that stood out to me as you were just sharing that is the the mastering, the mindset. Yes. What that what did that look like for you when you talk about breaking down any limiting beliefs and things like that you had? What did that work look like specifically for you to get you to the place that you are today? What I want everyone to understand is this. We've all been on this journey of self-help, okay? And self-help is extremely dangerous. I want to, I want to, and I'm going to break this down for the audience because this is something that I'm very passionate about. And somebody that spent a lot of time with masters in this space who are not in the self-help space, by the way. Self-help is dangerous because there's a notion and a stigma attached to all self-help that you need to fix yourself. Okay, so you read a self-help book, you read something, you're like, okay, I'm going to implement that. That should fix my problem. And then you do that and you're like, oh, this doesn't work. And the law of attraction community is a perfect example of this. It's always doing. No one has ever been taught to just be still, understand that there are very important aspects of a human being. One is your mind. The other is your heart. Okay, two very important faculties that we need to become very familiar with. But we're not taught that. So what we're taught is this. We're taught to be compliant and obedient. We are taught to compete. We are taught that division is normal. We are taught in the school system that if you are not a straight A, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're incapable, there's something wrong with you. So we are living and we are born into a masculine power system that's based on survival and it's all about winning, winning. That's got nothing to do with the heart. It's a very linear mindset, okay? The ego, it loves that because then the ego takes control. And what happens is that now we become so fearful of trying something new, going into the unknown. Yeah. God forbid, 
right? So we stay on the hamster wheel because the ego is saying, you can't go there, Mary, because that's not safe. You need to stay over here. Mm-hmm. The ego is going, my mind is going to fight me to get me, to prevent me from getting me to my dream, my desire, that vision that God and I have worked out together. We've designed it together and God's creating it for me. The mind saying, no, you can't get there. You've got to come back here. Yeah. So what happens now is we now have designed by default this system that is running our life. It's like a circuit board. The circuit board cannot be changed. Forget that. It's not possible to change the circuit board. You can upgrade the microchip. You can redesign the elements, how the circuit, how they're laid out on the circuit board. The circuit board can't be changed. It's like your, you, your consciousness. It cannot be changed. It cannot be broken. It's there. Yeah. So when we understand that the communication, the driver in our life is the mind, Most of us are not aware of that because we're on rinse and repeat. The body has become our mind. We're on default. And I can prove this right now. When you get in your car to drive to work, you don't learn how to drive every day, do you? You get in the car, you start the car, you drive to work. Your body takes you to the destination. (laughs) Even if you're unconscious, you still... Sometimes autopilot can kick in. Autopilot. (laughs) But we're running our lives on autopilot and we're not even consciously aware of it. So we need to introduce this notion of self-awareness. We need to understand how to redesign our internal system in order to create the, in order to fulfill the desire that we see in our mind's eye. And this requires a lot of patience. This requires a lot of trust. This requires an understanding of how to communicate with your intuition because the intuition's constantly bringing in intelligence. And we have to be in a place of silence to actually hear that guidance. And I do this every day to make my life is run by my heart, not my mind. My mind is there and it's and I and I of course I embrace it because I need it. But mm-hmm. in terms of intelligence and in terms of the things that that I can differentiate when my mind's playing tricks and when my heart is moving me toward my desired outcome. I love that you said being intentional, connecting with your intentions. You know when it's your heart and you know when it's what's the other one you just said? Your mind. How, what is, what is it the work that you do or how did you get so in tune with yourself that you're able to make that? This is why the hero's journey is so critical. Okay. And that's why you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable because it's there where you actually start to understand who you truly are. Okay. You start to see the world through a completely different lens. You're not a part of the mass psychosis the word like we're not buying into narratives that we never created yes. I don't so the other thing is that and this is what I have I did in 2012 we don't have a TV I don't watch TV I have no concept of the what's happening on news I don't know who's famous so no influence from the outside for the most part Hero. There's no magazines, no newspapers, no media whatsoever. The only form of media that I use, and not a lot, just through, throughout the day, is just for me to utilize those social media platforms to promote my services so I can actually serve the people that God has assigned me to. That's it. Other than that, I have no interest in who's doing what, who looks like what, who's lost 20 pounds, who's, I just don't care. It's of no value to me because 
I'm interested in one thing only. What is my purpose? What am I meant to do here? How do I get to the best version of myself today? What is it that I need to do? What does this body need to do today in order to fulfill my purpose? How many more people can I speak to and just share this knowledge with so that I can also, maybe somebody might listen to this podcast today, Tamika, and go, oh my God, oh my God, I've never thought of it like this. And that person's paradigm has shifted. They can never be the same person they were after listening to this podcast interview. So during that sabbatical, you work with a lot of mentors and things like that. And out of it, you launched a new business. Tell us about that and how you serve women today. That's exactly right. So from 2012 to 2015, I was immersed in my inner self, like really immersed in really understanding who am I? What is my purpose? Like, how do I convert my natural state of beings, all the things that I can do with ease and grace, what I call my internal currency. How can I take that and serve on a much bigger scale? It's amazing, Tamika, because when you see your life like that, suddenly you start to realize, oh my God, I can actually solve a really big problem in the world. (laughs) This knowledge, this skill set is my learned wisdom. Wow. And then suddenly you're in awe of what you do, who you are, right? And so I started to pull those pieces together with the guidance of my mentors, of course. And then I started to, I build systems, like I'm a systems design thinking person. So when I build systems, I could see all of my inventory. When I merged it all together, I could see how I can build this incredible platform to help industry experts, coaches, consultants, business owners convert their knowledge, wisdom, and skills into a brand, into a solution, build digital assets, and of course, laid lead generation strategies, because this is a very important part of building a a sustainable and scalable business. And then I also immersed in that, what I call my feminine power system, which was all of this learning on understanding the mind, the heart, the redesigning our internal system so that we can embody that person that we become. And so that actually took me three years to create. And that's what I do today. What do you enjoy most about what you do today versus the prior, Mary, um, before you made that decision to do the sabbatical, before you made the decision to do the deep inner work and find out truly what your purpose was? Oh, Tamika, I just love working with humans. I cannot tell you how much joy I get out of seeing an individual who comes to me. They've got 20, 30 years of experience in their corporate life or their background in something. They consider themselves, they are industry experts. And to see people convert all of their in, internal inventory, their smarts, their intelligence, their specialization, and launch into their own sovereign being. They are their own, they have their own business and they thrive. You have no idea how much joy that gives me. I've got a client that is like a digital transform, um, a digital transformation specialist in corporate. And she left her corporate job and to start up a, a digital hub in emerging markets. She's originally from Rwanda in Africa. Mm. Could you imagine she's now going back? to her homeland and she's setting up these incredible hubs 
in universities in Africa and she's training postgraduates how to actually become digital transformation specialists mm. and outsource those pe- people into major corporates. That was an idea that transformed into an actual business. That's what I love. That's the, my favorite part. I love that. Mary, why do you feel like wisdom is the new currency? Oh, my God. Wisdom is all we have to make up. Nobody can ever take away our wisdom. I want you to think about this. If you have accumulated knowledge in your area of specialization, let's just say you've accumulated 20,000 hours in the finance industry. If we put an hourly rate of $100 multiplied by 20,000, the value of your currency, of your wisdom is already $2 million. Your intellectual currency is already valued at multi-million dollars. We need to look at that like that. Why? Because the only way we can solve issues in the world is through wisdom. That's it. It can't be through reading three books. It has to be learned knowledge that has become your wisdom. That's how we solve problems. What's the biggest challenge or resistance you see from those individuals that you work with today? It's It all comes down to self-belief, believe it or not. The implementation is so easy. They follow my system. Implementation is easy. The hardest part is that self-belief. It's going beyond that false fear, that, that idea that the mind, the tricks that the mind plays on an individual. And this is why this is such a big part of my work, because once my clients have implemented and they go live, then immediately we work on the embodiment work and train the mind to take us back seat and we just open the heart and just have that level of confidence and the tools and the way that I teach it really fast tracks that 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 ability to be able to show up each day and have that confidence that I can do this. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself thinking that you want to go back to the life you had before and running that business? Never. Not one day, not one day have I ever stopped and thought, gosh, I wish that I went back to that. Not one day. Just never going to happen. I am in my purpose. Like this is what God wants me to do. I know that for sure. I'm that clear on that. There has never been a day, Tamika, from 2015 until today where I thought, oh, I just can't do this. Every day, every day from 2015 when I launched my business, I have been excited. And so would you consider your business for a new entrepreneur, someone that's just getting started in the industry or a season? How would you describe it? I my 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 coaching business can facilitate anyone that's self-led, that they're ambitious and they are an industry expert. Whether you're just starting out, you're leaving your corporate job and you want to move into consultancy, I can help you implement every moving part, okay? If you're in a coaching or a consulting business and you feel stuck and something's not moving or working, I also can help you as well. And if you're scaling and you're looking at different ways of lead generation and layers in your lead generation strategies and, of course, the embodiment work, I can also help you as well. Typically, most people that come to me, they're transitioning into consultancy or a coaching business or they've just started out. They might be making two, three, five thousand dollars $5,000 a month, but they're just stuck. So that's my sweet spot. I love all that, Mary. Before I let you go, I want to ask you four short questions. There is no right or wrong answer. You just respond with the first thing that comes to mind, okay? 
The first one is describe age in four words or less. Oh my God. Age. Age is a concept. All right. This one is a fill in the blank for you. My name is and age has taught me. My name is Mary and age has taught me. Oh God. Age has taught me wisdom to and to embody wisdom. Love it. Are you ask for permission or ask for forgiveness type of woman? Forgiveness. Why? I don't know. I just think that I think that when no one's perfect and I think that when you can self-realize that you have maybe made a mistake or you've gone on, off the path or you haven't listened to somebody, I often say to my children, oh, can you just forgive me, please, for saying that or doing that? So I think I'm more <laughs> of a person. <laughs> right. Are you comfortable silences or not stop conversation? Oh, I love silence. I love it. Put me in my, let me go out away on my own for a month and I'm in my element. (laughs) I have to ask you something and it's not even anything unnecessarily related to list, but it's something that I see on your shirt and it's to stop thinking. I know. Every time I wear this, the people always ask me, stop thinking. I think subconsciously I just bought this top without realizing it, but it's true. That's such a description of who I am. Just stop thinking and start being. That's my whole philosophy of life. I love that. I've been looking at it the whole time and I was like, I have to ask a question about that because I feel like it's just, it's standing out. And I, so I wanted to know a little bit more behind that. exactly so that's it that's what's behind that (laughs) yeah mary tell the listeners where they can connect with you after this podcast and share any final words that you would have for our listeners absolutely anyone can connect with me by sending an email maryhendersoncoaching.com you can connect with me on linkedin at mary henderson coaching please connect with me on my personal facebook page mary henderson coaching you can follow me on instagram mary henderson coaching and of course check out my website mary henderson coaching and if anyone resonates with what I've spoken about. They, I also offer a free 45-minute coaching call where I do a gap analysis. So feel free to also book a call with me, which is maryhendersoncoaching.com slash apply, A-P-L-Y. Do you have any final words for our listeners? I want to, I always leave it on this note and I always say, please understand that your wisdom is true currency and do something with it. I love that. Mary, thank you again for reaching out to me. I love the exchange that you and I have been able to have prior to today. And I truly enjoyed this conversation with you and you being a guest here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Ageless Conversations podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. Your review really does help others find out about the podcast. As always, you can head over to my website now at TamekaMixier.com to sign up for my email list, as well as check out the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Talk to you all next week.